Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Coming from South Central Los Angeles. This is Content Politics radio talk show. This is T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Go to T25CL.com, check out our website, 24-hour news, just like Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, and all that other, the Heat Radio. Uh, so, you know, we have live music, entertainers, R&B singers, rappers, we sell music. Actually, we have a movie that's wonderful. Uh, I need to check that out. None of we stand. There's a lot of great things going on. We have five other radio shows throughout the week at 7.30. One show at 10 o'clock a.m. in the morning for Brother Ward. So just check out our schedule. And I'm just, you know, making this little public announcement as far as our, what's been going on, you know, as far as Teacher 5. Uh, we're going to have a great, great project tonight. Major, major subject. There's a lot of things that just happened this morning with R. Kelly with the situation. I'm not sitting here. The Blasters, brother, was just a coincidence. You can look it up. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can look it up and see the situation with, you know, the young girls, sex trafficking or sex, whatever they was doing. Um, subject is human trafficking and like sex play. You know, it's just major, major issue out here and across our country on what's going on with this human trafficking. I know I'm hitting a cold subject. Uh, might be some hell of a callers calling in. I'm unprepared, but it's just something that has to be told because there's people that really been through these things um, in these streets, and all throughout the world. I mean, all in different countries. I mean, they just released um, those thought, those thousand African ladies that they kidnapped years ago in Africa. They just released those young ladies. Uh, I think maybe seven. 800 of them made it back or something like that. I think about 30 of them got killed. You know, this is a serious matter, you know. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I can't even really speak on this type of level, and that's why I brought my guests to the table. Um, you know, and I feel that they're going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you the truth because they was in it, just like if I was just like my story, you know, about how the crack era was started. I was in that, so when I tell you about that, now I'm actually going to be the student tonight. This is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And our tonight and our and our subject tonight is human trafficking and sex play. I call it. You know what I mean? I can call on show what I want. Uh, I don't know if my guest is on yet. Um, actually, is not running my motherboard right now. I thank all the callers for calling in. Really being interested on what's going on out here, supporting Compton Politics. Um, sorry about the other shows. You know, I've been having technical difficulties. Uh, with, you know, this technology is not guaranteed all the time. So thank you all for bearing with me, being patient. 
like I said, this is Talking Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And uh, I just want to let y'all know that I don't know if my guess is on yet. Like I said, I'm not running the motherboard. Uh, if you're on the Okay, no worries. Yeah, you're assistant right here for tonight. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay, we, got, we do have a caller from North Georgia. Yes. Hey, Dad. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? What's up, La La? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, you know, this is not the, the actually the first guest. This is like a guest that I stumble upon. Well, you know, uh, we have talked about it before she called in. Um, I have I have two guests on tonight, and we're blessed with two guests, you know, and, and it's just amazing on what you're going to hear right now because something hit home with me tonight with this situation. Here I am going to interview, and I thank God that sometimes it's all about timing. Life is about timing, you know what I mean, because I could have did this show last week and not do it this week, and, I, you know, it's just something interesting that occurred that has a lot to do what, what you got to watch what's going on in your home and you're around your circle. So um, so what happened was, situation, this is my daughter on the line. Her name is Lala. And I love her dearly. And by me doing this show, she called me last week and told me she was so interested in really listening to this young lady that I was going to interview. And I'm going to interview tonight, too. And she called me today and said, Dad, are you going to have your show tonight? And I said, yeah, I'm going to have my show tonight. I'm going to make my show tonight. This is going to be cracking. You know how I talk. I'm always putting a little on my stuff, you know, because it's coming politics. So she said, Dad, I was one of those girls. So what I'm saying is, is, is this like, I, I mean, my mouth was wide open. My heart almost dropped out my, out the bottom of my I don't know where my heart went. It must have jumped on the other side of my body when she told me because I had to make sure what she said. And I'm just keeping it real because I always try to be real as possible. And it's like when she told me that, it's like, wow, you know. So she told me her story. Um, all I'm going to say is this is my daughter, and it's been sometimes in my life where um, I was a street person, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes I had to make good decisions in my life about a lot of things, some things you don't know, you know what I'm saying, as being out there. Um, you try to save your kids from the streets best you can. You know what I'm saying? It's so hard to be a positive role model when all these mental health um Problems. I mean, nobody have mental, nobody is merely mentally ill, but besides the people that's really sick. But you have people out here that has mental health issues. They can't pay their bills. Somebody harassing. They can't get their section eight papers right. Uh, the people is harassing them. Uh, the mail ain't coming enough in time to where they can go take care of their bill over here. It's gonna be two days late. I mean, that's a mental. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna let her tell a little story. I'm gonna ask some questions. If you mind, do you mind, Lala? No, All right. So this is Lala, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she can tell you a little bit about herself. She's an entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying? And um, she got her own online store. You still have your own, on your still, you have your online store? Yes, I do. So, you know, this. She's, so when you hear her story, 
you hear what she's talking about, and I hope my other guests come in. Then, you know, if you come in, Lala, we're going to cut you and let her come in because she's at an event. So okay. um, we got enough time. But the whole thing is um, it's just an opportunity for the world to hear some real because I did not know everybody. I mean, I, this, I think she thought I did, but I did not know this. Not at all, not one bit. Her mama ain't told I ain't heard nothing. You feel what I'm saying? This is why I'm 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 like y'all. I'm listening to what happened. And this is my daughter. And you know, these streets will take you away from things that you don't know what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a blessing that I've been able to turn fifty two. You feel what I'm saying? To be able to hear just some effed up stuff that I'm just out there, you know what I'm saying? It's about respecting women. So, you know, just what was it like, you know, for you? Right now, you're just my interview. You ain't my child right now. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's hard love right now. But you, I love you, though. I love you, too. All right. So my whole thing is, you know, uh, the whole thing with Art, what do you think about the whole R. Kelly situation first? I mean, from your perspective, and, you know, you got to think about it. You was this young girl uh, uh, whatever situation would happen, why you was led to go out to these streets, which I know what happened. You feel what I'm saying? This, this is a typical story. You know, it comes from the home, not blasting nobody. You know, because I wasn't a perfect dad all the time, and everybody else wasn't no perfect moms and dads. Nobody just ain't caught and know what, the, know what the hell you done in your own house. It was yours. So um, let's just keep it real, because this is Compton Politics, 225CO.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. So... What is your perspective from the age you was caught up? How many years you was caught up? The three, three and a half. You was three, caught up three and a half years in this in that same type of turmoil where you get around these people that's businessmen. You know, we're going to call them businessmen because that's what it is. It's a business. We can't, I'm not disrespecting nobody. You feel what I'm saying? I can't hate on nobody game. I'm not here to do that, bash nobody. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly is one of the greatest R&B artists ever been on earth, you know what I'm saying? I respect his music, but he's having his own priorities and way what he chooses, and I respect that. But I don't agree with that, you feel me? But at the same time, what is your feeling about a situation like an R. Kelly situation, knowing who he is and knowing what came out today? What did you hear? What do you think about that? And just tell a little bit about you a little bit. Um, I've ha- I don't know the full story on the R. Kelly. I've seen it on the blogs that um, – I want to say he was saying that he got caught up with um, some more underage girls that he was keeping in the house or something. Is that what the story is? Yeah, he was. They was in the house. He, you know, they really didn't want them to. He didn't really want them to let them go. It was just they wanted to leave, but he wouldn't let them go. So I know you're familiar with that. So that's why I was trying to get your perspective from that, so you can hit what you was about. Um. Well, I will say that's a. It's a really scary feeling when you meet someone and you think that they are, um, I don't know, if they're there to help you or they going to let you go and you get with somebody and from that day you never come back home, um, I'm pretty sure those girls feel somewhat of a security because it's like, okay, I got some type of form of security because this is R. Kelly and financially he's stable and he's able, but then I'm pretty sure they're somewhere frightened too, like, wow, he's never, he don't want me to leave. But then it's probably like wherever they came from in life, it's probably beneficial for them somehow to want to stay because they don't have that security, and I'm pretty sure that they're missing that because that's how it was. Um, that's how it was with me. It's like here it is. I don't have 
no type of stability at the house. So I'm going out in the streets to try to find that stability, and you feel like you found somebody that's on your side or that's going to help you, but then in return, it's basically like you're getting kidnapped. So um, it's like a trade-off. It's like do you just go along with being kidnapped, and but you don't have to worry about having a place to stay or food in your stomach or clothes on your back, or do you run away and you go where and to what? So... I don't know. That's what I would say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate that, Lala. Um, and at the same time, I, I do understand with your back against the wall, you know, when you just have to try to do something for that situation to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have any weapons to fight, and you got to figure out how can you fight this lion off you what out of weapons? It was kind of like that with this line in your face. His mouth is wide open. He got this big old teeth and a big, you know, one bite. He can just chow you down. That's how that feeling feels. So what was, how old were you when you actually got caught um, up? Uh, 19. So you was like, so you was like after high school, you was real smart. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I know you, know, you graduated. I know you graduated, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you graduate high school, then it's kind of like, you know, some young girls right now that are 17 years old. Just think about it. I'm just speaking on this because this is about the politics, and we're going to hit all levels. You figure a 13, 17-year-old girl that's ready to get out the house, ready to leave her mama, just ready to go. They don't want to hear and listen to nobody, don't care. Just, you know, don't, don't want to hear nobody. Mama doing everything for her. I'm just not speaking. Mama doing everything for her, uh, and the girl just not listening. And this can't wait till she turned 18. Like you said, it happened to you at eight, 19. So that's after 18. So you really wasn't a young adult. You was a young youth. You know what I'm saying? So what at that age position was in where you had to go that route? Because you could have got a job, uh, which you probably was working, you know, from understanding the position you had. You can, you know, you worked a job, and you know, but at the same time, what, you tell the story. What convinced you, what, 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 what triggered you to go that route and do it for three and a half years? Well, well at first it was really for stability. Seriously, um, when I met um, my first pimp, it literally was, I, like I said, I was naive and I was really green, as they say in the streets, and I was young. So I did not understand how it went. It's kind of like joining the game. Once you win it, you win it. I did not understand that. So because I needed money to pay my rent, um, I just wanted to do it for six months. So I wanted to get in for six months. I wanted to make my money, and I wanted to be able to pay my rent up. And in those six months, that would have gave me enough time to find another job because I was working. It just wasn't enough to cover my living expenses. So I wanted to be able to do it for the six months, pay my rent up for those six months, and then I can find another job in between time, and then I can, you know, take that to the grave and go on with the rest of my life, and I will be okay. But it didn't so, work that way. Wow. So you said, well, you just said the most important thing, you said you was going to do that, and I it's heard you. It's a female you hustle. Gonna... It's a female hustle. Just like guys, you know, they hustle can be a woman, like get with different women that can take care of them, or it could be drugs or whatever, like for me and at that time and at that age, actually I wasn't, I was sexually active, but I wasn't 
to that extent. I had only had sex with two guys in my life. Um, so I wasn't, my mind did not click on, well, you know, let's go get you an older guy. He can take care of you or I'm going to just move in with these different niggas and I'm going to have sex with everybody and stay at their house. My mind wasn't working like that because even though I was becoming a prostitute, I wasn't a hoe in real life. So I was, yeah. Go ahead. So it was, um... It was difficult because, again, my, my goal was only to be able to keep a roof over my head, and it was just a coincidence that the day I was talking to a close friend of mine, she had company, which was a, a younger guy, and he was like, you know, my dad's a pimp. I'm pretty sure you can get on and you can make you some money. Like, I know his girls, they're riding around in Bentley's. Like, he's the real deal out here in Vegas, so it's not going to be hard for you to make no money if that's what you worry about. Like, I can put you on. So pimping, um, I'm sorry, prostituting was not my motive is just the day that I was talking to my friend on the couch about, like, I really need to find, figure out what I'm going to do because I need some money. She had company, and he just so happened to be the son of a pimp, and he is who introduced me to it. And the first day that I met the pimp, he just never let me come back home. So um, I, in a sense, I had no choice but to become a prostitute, even if I would have changed my mind at that point, when I entered his car and sat in his car and introduced myself to him, from that day, I never went home. I didn't go home to get no clothes. It was nothing. It was just like you with me now. So um, I, it was it was tough. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. We don't have a commercial break from now. Wait a minute. You said he just, just automatically, you know, within three seconds, it's like, you, like a slave trade. It was. It was. It literally was a conversation. He called his people. He told me where to meet up with him at, and I met up with him. I sat in his car. Got in his, I was in my car. He told me to get in his car. Got in his car. He introduced me to himself. He shook my hand. He asked me to see my ID to make sure that I was over 18, and from that day, I never went back home. I didn't go back to get my clothes. I didn't go back to get a toothbrush, no socks, no panties, no nothing. From that day, I never went back home. Wow. That is so, like, so, um, damn. So from that point on, you had three and a half years to do in the streets. I did. Even though I did not stay with that pimp, I ended up actually switching from him to a different pimp. But like another that, job. Like, like another, another job. job. Like you wasn't, but like he you was still in the family. Yeah. Right, you wasn't satisfied with McDonald's, so you went over there to In and Out because it got stocks. Um, basically, basically, um, because I what it was, it was like he basically introduced me to the strip, meaning like it, you know I went on, I went there, I would kind of see how it went, but um, I wasn't making any money with him because I wasn't learning. Again, I was green and I was young and I did not know. Um, I left. I actually, about six months later, I asked him if he would just let me leave, and I wanted to just become a square again, and he did. But I ended up meeting another girl um, in that process, and she introduced me to her pimp. And that same day I met him is when my life really changed, um, for real, for real. Like, that's when it got real. That's when he was a legit real pimp, and that's who taught me the game. He taught me how to walk in heels. He taught me how to be a lady. That's who taught me how to um, trick fuck, how to 
how to think like a whole, how to separate it. Um, that's that's who really like quote unquote put me on. And from that that moment is when everything really got real. That's when the Start going to jail. That's when um, I've been. Can you tell me how many times you go to jail? Uh, once you tell them how many times you've been to jail for, for what you've done, uh, I'm gonna put you on a break. And I know the girl might have called in. We're gonna hit her up. And we're gonna come back to you. How many times can you talk about that part? Um, I don't know. I lost count. I know it's more than 15 times, and I know it got to be less than at least I would say 30, but I don't know how many times I've been. I couldn't give you a straight number. Wow, and that's good you didn't give me no straight number. I'm glad you don't remember. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you don't remember. I'm proud of you that you don't remember that. But at the same time, uh, I want to see if my uh, person that's running the motherboard for me, if she's around. Um, I am. I'm here, though. Anybody else on, is, have anybody else called in, please? No, no one's called in, but I definitely have some questions for this young lady. Okay, go ahead. She got the questions. I got somebody here who might want the questions, too. Yeah, this is, is Rosalyn with uh, also with G25CL uh, Galaxy Talk Radio, and I have a show on Wednesday nights. But my question to you, uh, while you have a tremendous, tremendous testimony, first of all, the uh, grace of God has really brought you to where you are right now. Um, and I think about all the young women who, when they first start out, um, you know, uh, Getting into the into this profession, mm-hmm. uh, but when you when you started, did you not have anyone around you tell you, hey, you know what? I know you was trying to make money, you was trying to make ends meet, right? Mm-hmm. But did you have anyone around you who would try to talk you out of it and try to you know make you find maybe a, a legit job? I mean, what made you really steer steer to to wanting to um, you know be on the street? No, um, actually I didn't, and again, you know what, it's so funny because you're not the first person to ask me that. Um, even when the um, young man told me, like, yeah, like my dad's the, you know, biggest pimp in Vegas, I was offended because I thought that prostitutes walked around, um, like, dark alleys with, uh, you know, like, holes in their stockings. I, that's really, and I thought pimps still wore tucks and suits and ties with um, alligator shoes. Like, I had no clue um, of what that life was like. So to answer your question, no. I really didn't have nobody around me um, to tell me anything different. Um, I I just think that it was something I had to go through. I think that God purposely allowed that to happen. I think it it definitely taught me a lot about myself. Um, It was something that had to happen. Like, I definitely don't take it back at all. It's not something I'm proud of, but it's something that um, made me love myself and know that I can for real get through anything and that God is real. So I don't think it was about nobody being around me to talk me out. I think there was something that that had to happen in order for me to be able to continue to make it to my age now, and I'm 29 so if it wasn't yeah. for that happening, I probably, I don't know where I'd be right now. So I think it was something that God made sure I was going to have to cross that path in order for me to, in order for him to set up the rest of my life, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and that's, that's very true. You, you, words could not have been uh, truer spoken um, because, you know, all of our paths, we don't know the paths that God has for us because we, I don't care how long you've been on this earth, you are going to go through some very, very deep valleys. 
And how you come out of those valleys really shows you the character that's been built in you, um, the integrity that has been built in you after learning these life lessons. Because like you said, you were young, you were naive, you didn't know, you just you got in there and you just worked it. And then on top of that, you had, you know, Pence who, you know, who, and, and I know, I, I, I know, I know about the drug world. I know about the prostitution world. And I know a lot how, how pimps, well, they want to dress their ladies, okay? Yeah. They yeah. want to teach their ladies what it is to be a lady uh, so that they can draw more money. That's the, you know, they, you exactly. get more money. You get, you get the, the, the respect of I don't care what you're doing, that John is going to respect you because you're a lady and you're beautiful and, they, and you can't make sure, make sure that you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that. You know, so that is a life lesson that has been learned by you and by so many women who, are, who have been out on the streets. But I really um, uh, applaud you for coming up out of it and being the young woman that you are because so many women have not. They've had pimps who beat them, killed them, you know, made them get out, you know, have abortion after abortion after abortion, and all these kinds of things that happen to these young women who have pimps who, care, who could care less about them, just get out there and make my money, make my money. And so, I think uh, I was fortunate. I was definitely blessed. My first pimp, um, he was horrible. He was definitely a gorilla pimp. Um, he he never hit me, but um, my wife-in-law is the one he used to definitely beat really, really bad. And um, that's really what made me just flat out come to him and say, you know what, look, look. I'm not making you no money. This is not a good business trade-off. Like, you, can you just let me go? And he did. Um, my second pimp, I don't want to say he was a good pimp because when I do this, usually I rattle, rattle people feathers when I say that he was, for that profession, he was actually a really good pimp. I did have to run away from him. I did have to park the car, leave the keys somewhere and all that other stuff because, again, I didn't feel like he would just let have let me go because by this time I was a real-life Whole, as to be honest, and I was making him real money. So I was. I don't know if I felt like I could just come to him and say like, "Hey, I want to get out." But I will say that um, he definitely wasn't. He was more of a, I don't know, like of a manipulator type of pimp. Like he knew my past, so he knew where I came from. He knew what I was lacking, and that's what he played on to get me to feel comfortable like he was for me. So, I, I mean, I will take that before I take a gorilla pimp. But yeah. um, I, I was fortunate enough, though, to not have a pimp that was abusive in that sense. Lala, Lala, I want to have a question. Can I ask, how much money was you making a day when you got real serious? Oh, my trap was I wouldn't come home if I didn't have 2500 and that was, like, minimal. That's if we didn't do no trick rolls. That's if it was just a straight. Is that in a day? Is that in one day? That's in one day, yeah. Yeah. That's one day. So, um, and, again, that's without, like, no trick rolls, no nothing extra. That's just basic. And I, and I really wouldn't come home. Sometimes, you know, it's just it's dead out there and, um, Sometimes you just can't do it, but even still, I still will come home with at least two thousand. Um, and if I came home with two thousand, best believe the next day, like I was so dedicated to this man that if I did not make at least twenty five, if I came when I went out the next day, I was gonna make sure I came home with at least five thousand. It was like I had that type of dedication for. Well, I ain't gonna say for whatever reason because I know what the reason was, but 
Yeah, it was very, me and all his girls was very dedicated. Like, we definitely ran a real tight ship, and money was definitely not an issue. It was eight of us at a time. Uh, we all had our own houses. We all drove our own cars. Um, it was basically, like, I didn't feel like he was my pimp. It was more like he was my man, and I just knew that he had other girls. Like, we all had our own places, so we all had our, we, but we were just a family, and it just worked. It was kind of, I don't know, it was weird, but. It served the purpose. Wow, that's kind of real. That's wow. Kind of like, and that's why when we, me and you, have our side conversations about women in in relationships, I think it's kind of like it's no different from a man that is cheating. It's the only difference is is that I, at the time, I was going out and I was working to. Um, make money, but it's like the the world's so messed up. It's like I still feel like even everyday women, it's like a form of prostitute, prostitution. It's just that they're not getting paid for it. It's like you got this one man, you know he's cheating on you with five other women. You taking care of the house, but you're just taking care of the house by going to work every day. I, I feel like it's still, it's like prostitution happens every day. It's just some girls is not on the streets doing it. Some girls go to work every day, and this it's still prostitution. You still right. it's still the same. It's still the same type of structure. You got one man. You know he got other women. You, you these women are taking these men out to eat. They're buying them shoes. They're giving them money. That's that's prostitution all day. Damn. That's hey, that's cool. You know what? That is some. It's like some hey. girls. That's why I don't knock it. I I I pray to God. I, it's not it's not something that I would suggest to anybody to do because it was very traumatizing to my soul. It was like at, at one point it it started off as I need this to survive, and then it got to a point where I got caught up in a lifestyle because making so much money and having a man. Um, I don't know. To, even though it's like I know the money was coming from me, but just not having no worries at all about nothing, that feeling right there was enough, and that's what drove me to do it. Honestly. Um, wow. Somebody has a question for you. Hold on just a moment. Okay. Hello. Hi. How you doing? My name is Phyllis. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm just sitting here and listening to your story and, and just amazed by how much you went through and and survived and and able to tell your story. You are awesome. You are awesome and it's very strong. And I just wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this you're saying, and now the age that you are today, would you, thinking back, would you make the same choices would you would make the same choices then? I mean, uh, now, if you had the opportunity to change it then, would you be making the same choices? I would, and I'll tell you why. I would because when I, before I started, I was very, very timid. Um, I was very um, naive. I didn't believe in myself. Um, I was, I I don't want to say I was weak because I would never put that over label over my head, but I would say that I wasn't strong. I wasn't a fighter either. It's like whatever life dealt, I just would crumble and cry in a corner and just couldn't understand why me type of thing. Now it's Uh like, I feel like 
I can do anything for one. I feel like if I could, because people think that prostitution is easy, but it's not. To get a man to give you a, because even though I was, even though my trap was two, um, like two thousand to twenty five hundred. I only wanted to have sex with at least three men. It wasn't like I wouldn't take nobody for like $300 here. No, to even get us upstairs, you have to give me $500. It's very, very hard to get somebody to give you $1,000. So being able to learn how to do that, it, it's like now I feel like I can do anything. I feel like I can make a million dollars with the business easily because if I could sell my body and make somebody give me some money, I feel like now I can do anything so it gave me um, that type of fire. Um, nothing can really break me at this point. It's like life can happen, and it's just like, all right, what are we going to do to figure this out? I don't feel like I'm going like, to die and roll over and cry. Um, so it gave me strength. I believe in myself. I Man, I walk with my head so high. Um, people, you can call me a prostitute. You call me stupid. You can Google me and see my uh, record or whatever. It's like I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I learned about God so much. Oh, my God, it's amazing. That in itself made it worth it. So I definitely would do it again. I just thank God and praise God that I'm still alive. I've been in bad situations. I've been stabbed in the streets. Dad, please don't fall out because I didn't tell him that part either until now. But I've been stabbed. Um, Wow. I haven't – I didn't – I was strong enough not to get hooked on any drugs or alcohol, um, even though I went to jail so many times, but each time I have met so many beautiful people, so now I understand that I'm not exempt from nothing. I know that I could be doing good today and bad tomorrow, and that is humbling in itself. So I I, I appreciate each time I've been in jail and I've had conversations with people that was like a school teacher and her husband was on drugs and she found out and she kicked them out and I will never forget her. She said she was at home cleaning up the house and she was very depressed and she found a piece of crack in the corner of her carpet and she took it and she turned out to be a crackhead. So it's like I understand and I've seen so much that I feel like it just humbles you and it just I'm more sensitive to everybody. I'm so not judgmental. If I see a crackhead, I'll give you my shoes because I don't know why you're a crackhead. Before I was just like, oh, she a crackhead, and that's foolishness. Now it's just like, no, nah, it's because of something. So would I take it back? No. I just I just feel like it's something that God knew that if, if this girl is going to live, the rest of her life and and do me any service, I'm going to have to drag her through the mud for a few years just so that she can learn the understanding of life. And so, no, I wouldn't take it back. Right. Oh, great. So now what I'm hearing, you wouldn't wouldn't make the same choices. But now since you're older and you have the more um, experience and the knowledge of how everything is, you wouldn't make that choice. You wouldn't go down that route again. Because you know what's Oh, at what this happened. moment, would I go back? No, because I've been delivered. Even if I try, like, my flesh has even a few times in the past has been like, oh, my God. Like, I know I would never do the street thing, but even when I um, meet guys that's older and I know that I could easily, you know, get some money out of them, have them pay my rent for the month, it's like my my soul won't even allow it. Um, I'm past that stage at this point. Like, n- not now, no. I, Even if I could just find a sugar daddy, my soul wouldn't even allow me to do it because I'm just, I don't even have the taste for that no more. But no, so no, at this moment, I wouldn't do it. But no, I don't regret what I did. 
awesome. You are wonderful. You keep staying strong that that you are, and and good things will come to you. I appreciate that. You have a blessed and wonderful and good life, okay? I do. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I just got a message from my guest. Her phone is dysfunctional, but when I see this digital stuff, her phone is not letting her call in, but thank God that God blessed her, blessed us with Lala, with this powerful story. I mean, it's like Compton Politics always get these unexpected, like this was unexpected. You know, like I said, my other guest can't call in, but like I said, guess what? We're going to have her come in next week. You feel what I'm saying? So like I said, Compton Politics is going to be hot. For the rest of the year, y'all. So those who ain't called in, after you listen to this show tonight and throughout the week, call in next week. It's okay. You're never too late. You're just a dollar show. That's all. This comes to politics. Hey, Robert, is anybody on the line? No, we're we're good. That was it. Yeah, we haven't yet on, but they're just listening. So, uh, yeah, you keep on. All right, do you have any questions uh, more about what's going on with her? Because uh, I think she laid it out pretty smooth and, and just, <laughs> is there anything else that daddy needs to know? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it, though. I love your story, and I feel good. About, I mean, I feel good about that on how you actually been able to bounce back, and that's what I tell people all the time, even when I go through stuff like, it's about what you do. After the fact, man, it's so that is so important. You know what I mean? Relationships, conflict, uh, uh, mayhem, shenanigans. It's how you come up. It's how you what you do afterwards. You know what I'm I saying? I think it's, it's you, more important to like. It's just so important how you treat people because um, it's like yeah, your bounce back is great. But what if my bounce back wasn't great? And and it's like those seeds that are sown beforehand is what damage people to, um, I don't know, almost to allow other people to step in. And we don't know who those other people are. They could be a pimp. They could be a, a drug dealer that's selling whatever. It's like it's just so important that we cherish people and we treat people with respect at all times because you don't ever know what people are going through. And, and you can say or do something so bad that can push somebody in the arms and in the hands of whoever and um, everybody don't bounce back, and I just think it's important that um, you, we all just learn how to treat people with respect because we don't never know where people are at in life. And that one thing that you can say, whether it's a fuck you, you ain't shit, that can put right, somebody hey, no cussing, baby, right. No cussing, ooh, 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 sorry. It's, it's all right, though. It's all right. We're all right because, you know, <laughs> hey, you're getting warmed up. You know, this is what happens when you get to talking and getting comfortable. You know, you you contemplate, you don't contemplate this with We hypnotize you. You know what I mean? Just keep it real and raw. But, you know, just, you know. You can say that to somebody at the wrong at the right time and they can get off the phone with you and for instance, in my case, a pimp could have just walked up and said, I got you and I love I'll I'll take care of you forever whatever the case may be and that could be the thing that can make that person fall in or in, in their arms. So I think the lesson is to just always be respectful. I would never forget I heard my pimp say um, we was at one of his homeboy's houses, and his daughter, his homeboy daughter, 
the little girl probably was about 12, and she kept, we was in the garage, and the little girl kept coming to the garage and saying, Daddy, and his dad would be like, you see me out here talking, go in the house. The little girl keep coming back and saying, Daddy, and he'll say, man, go in the house. You you see I'm out here talking. And um, my pimp at the time, he said to the man, he was like, um, dog, go see what your daughter wants. He said, don't make it easy for um, guys like me. And I and it blew me away. And I was like, dang. And um, I I pondered on it for a while. And later on, I asked. I said, why did you say that to him? And he was like, you know, by him always shutting her down, telling her, like, come back, come back, come back, he was like, it would be easy for me when she get older if I said, I'll be here to listen to you every day. He was like, I'll have her just like that. And I was like, oh. It just blew me. It blew me. So, like, even with my son and just with people in general, it's like you have to know and you have just got to treat people with respect and just take the time to listen. Like, if he, you know, it's just like you make it easy for demons to come in when you shut people out or when you curse people or talk bad on people. You make it so much easier for the devil to just walk up and snatch you, snatch you, especially if they're vulnerable. So, I don't know. But, yeah. Well, you know what? Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is Compton Politics for Real. Uh, T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Um, I mean, whoa, it's just like a show tonight that just came real, came raw, no filter. It was not a filter tonight. I didn't see no filter nowhere. What about y'all? I think I think all the dust got through that. But like I say, Lala, I really appreciate you calling in. Um taking, you know, doing what you did, telling your story. I mean, like I said, this is my first time hearing this piece. And it's like fathers, mothers that's out there that run them streets, it's about a lot of things that we miss when we don't do the things we actually is really supposed to do, you know. So I thank God that I was able to be to the age that I was able to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Um, man. I'm going <laughs> Hey, Roz, you have any more questions? Uh, no, she was so, I mean, she explained everything so eloquently. And, and the thing of it is, is that, you know, um, Lala, you're moving on. I love your name. You're Thank moving you. on, um, you know, and, and you're being a strong woman that God has, has, has brought you up to be. You know, it might have been a, a different type of training. But God's hand was still on you to make you the strong woman that you are today. And, and yeah, I do have a question, though. What, what are you doing today? Okay. What are you doing? Um, today I'm actually, well, I do work. Um, I'm in school. I'm going, sorry, my son. I'm going to school for nursing. I'm in college right now. Um, I'm going to school for my RN. I'm currently a server at a restaurant, and I'm looking to launch my online boutique Um by the beginning of next year, actually, my website just got done um, actually last month. So I'm working on my career in school, working, um, taking care of my son. I have a three-year-old. So. All right. All right. So I know you have some some encouraging words for that young man. I do. I speak life into my son. I think that's my um, – I'm a little bit overprotective of him. Uh, probably more than the average person, but I, 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 I think that what I did take away from that experience in my life period is that I'm, I'm very positive with my son. Um, you know, it's always 
I, I tell him I love him all day long. Like, my son even walks to me when he gets dressed. He say, Mom, am I handsome today? Because I'm always <laughs> telling him, like, son, you're so handsome. You're amazing. You're great. Um, like, the world needs you. Like, I, I'm very positive because I want him to have that, that confidence in himself. So, um, yeah, he, my son is amazing, though. He really is. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, like I said, I just wanted to just thank you. Her name is Laquisha. I just call her Lala. I just, you know what I mean? I just call her Quee Quee. That's my Quee Quee. And Lala now, you know, she on, you know, you can hit her up, you know, how, um, her, what's the name of your boutique? If you don't want to give it out, what's the name of your boutique? How could they like, somebody wants you to come to um, speak? It's com. But like I said, it's not going to be up until um, next year. But my Facebook is Lala Green. It's L-A-L-A. Last name is Green, G-R-E-E-N. So I am on Facebook, so if you want to find me, you can um, send me a friend request that way, and the, and I'm always putting up updates for Blush Avenue. Yeah, what do you sell on your website? What are you going to be selling on your, uh, on your it's store a, online? Uh, woman, it's a women's boutique. It's going to be very, very dope. Um, I live here in Atlanta now, so um, I am going to have two different services. One of them is going to be a uh, um, dress party, so you can get your girls together. I'll come to you, and, um, you know, we can try on clothes and sell clothes and have a good time. And the other one is a blush one-on-one service, which is I'll come directly to you and I'll set up the mall basically in in your comfort of your, your living room and, and get you to try things more daring and be more sexy and fun but still classy or you can just order online if you're not here in Atlanta. That sounded real good. You know, that's my first time saying something like that. I love that. That sounded good. That made me feel good. Okay, thank you. Oh, I see your picture. You're a beautiful young lady. All right. Yeah, thank you. She took out her daddy. She took out her daddy. What do you think? Oh, Lord. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Only a father's love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 but uh, man, this is a nice, this is a hot show, y'all, and I just really appreciate you calling in and, you know, giving up your story. This is the first time I'm really hearing this, and this, I mean, sometimes, man, the streets make you miss things in people's lives, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it real. This is some real comfort politics stuff, and these are the type of subjects we got to hit on, you know what I'm saying, when when people don't be around when they're supposed to, and this is the type of things you miss, you know what I mean? Like I said, thank God I'm 52 uh, uh, and she has a heart, you know what I mean? She's not one of those kids that's, you know, tripping and like this, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know how kids act because somebody be gone, being not around, not even, you know, that's not even the story, but it's just the point of, I'm a father. I just now find out about this. And it's just like, it's, it's something that's, it's just really, man, Man, that changed my life today, really, to be honest with you. You know, um, I always, and that's maybe why i always been, just being real, i always not been for pimping. But I was told, just keeping it real, like I said, just on the podcast, I was told the way I used to be, you know, the way I deal with women, just like she broke it down to the way uh, a guy have a lot of women and, 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 and he just having a lot of women and the women just going to work, paying the rent, for herself, but this dude living off her stuff and stuff like that. You know, it's just a cold thing when you when life comes back around to slap you in the face. Karma is the coldest thing out here in life. And really, to be honest with everybody that's listening to this radio show, karma hit me in my damn face tonight. This I'm is happy you did. I hope that helped because we have a 
have our conversations when I'm like, come on now, come on now. And I, I hope so because at the end of the day, the same way that I'm your daughter, somebody else, that like the, those women, they somebody daughter too, you know, and like, it ain't okay because it is. It is a former. I swear. I tell. I see people do stuff all the time. Women that be going to work, they're taking care of a man. They know he cheating, but they feel like the more they do for him, he gonna come to them. That is prostitution. Like you hoeing, you just not making no money. You giving away your money, but you not even. You not living the luxury of the golden handcuffs as we. we used to say, well, I don't like to say that I say in the streets, but that they say in the streets, it's like the golden handcuffs, and it's prostitution, it is. Yeah, you know, and like I said, man, her, man, her right there, man, this young lady right here, man, she be chopping it up with me. I mean, uh, like I said, the karma just slapped me in my face today, and I'm going to admit that. Karma slapped me right in my face, so there's a lot of things in my life from this point on I got to stop. Just as being a man, because all men, we we went to, we had the same teachers, but we all went to different schools. So as me as a man is just a man, but there's a lot of things I learned today. Listen to my daughter. Uh, listen to, to the people that's on the radio with me. You know what I'm saying? I learned something today. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I do want to change a lot of my ways here, the way I thought, the way I think. Um, you're never too old to learn something new every day. And I'm just admitting it because it's, the way the world is, me as a black man in America, there's not too many black African-American men. If I just want to say I'm black American, that's going to be honest. And, and this is my cup of tea, and I'm going to drink my cup of tea tonight because karma has slapped me in the face. You know what I mean? Because it's been at one time in my life that I kind of maybe just not misused women, but just overdid it. You know what I mean? They gave me certain names about myself at times. And now that I look at it, that wasn't really cool the way I was doing it. You know, the names they gave me, and I was smiling about it. My name, they called me Super Hozo. They called me Super Hozo. So it just just slapped me back in my face tonight. I mean, that was my name back in the 80s. I had so many women that was my name, Super Hozo. So... It slapped me in my face tonight, and it's karma, and it don't feel good either. And I'm going to let y'all know that, too. It don't feel good at all, I mean, because it's just wrong, you know. And I thank God that I turned 52 to see this life, to hear this story, to want to change even more, you know, because I made a promise to myself that I want to be a better man, and that's what I really want to be. And if it takes me to hear my my daughter's story that I never heard, and it's like, it's, it's and I hope every other father out there hear this, hear this interview and hear me because we are losing the fight, y'all. We lost, I lost that fight right there. Look, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't in that girl life at that time. So some man was able to come and intervene on my parade, on what I was supposed to do. Like I said, karma hit me in my face tonight. I am really feeling it, but I have to be, man, I have changed. And when I heard her speak about how she changed and what she feel, man, it, I felt like a ventriloquist. I feel like I was, you know what I'm saying, really, because it's so empowering knowing that your kid is just empowering the same way, just like my son is out there in Atlanta. He's empowering. All my, I mean, and it's not, I'm not, I'm not all, even my even other kids I know, you know what I'm saying, that's empowering kids. And sitting there listening to your own, it's like, wow. 
What in the world did I not do, right? It's not about what I do. It's about what I didn't do. You know what I'm saying? So today, I'm going to make a pledge, and I hope that all the other fathers can make a pledge with me that we need to step up our game and really start respecting our queens a little bit more and not look to be laying out our queens as just as meat and things like that. You know, at the same time, we want to be respected by our queens, but really and truly, I just think that the way I think a lot of men was thinking, and that might be one of my movements I want to start, you know, pushing out there to, to different dynamics of the way men need to think and how to treat our, our, our queens and our women. You know what I'm saying? And that's just why I'm going to take it. Y'all know how serious I get when it's time to change and make things happen. And I will, you know, make a promise that I would, me first, start with myself first. Because tonight I have learned something and heard something that was just so profound in my life that, I mean, it's like, man. Because I was talking to my people earlier today about the same situation. And I'm hitting on this stuff because this is real life. These are real situations that I've been going through for life. For the years, I never knew that it was prostitution. It was me just as being just as hoish as a woman. You know what I'm saying? Really. All of my stuff are playing. You know, that's not cool. Because you're hurting people's brothers, sisters, mothers, aunties, feelings. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be the first to step up and say, yes, karma has slapped me in my face on constant politics tonight. It did hit home. But I'm glad the world was able to see that nobody's nobody's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Uh, never judge by his cover. You know what I'm saying? And never judge nobody because karma will slap you in the face. Believe me. So, like I say, this comes in politics. Do anybody have any more last words to say? Is there any new callers on the phone? Um, no, no know. callers. No callers, yeah. And no questions on the board. So, But it was... It was a great show, though. This was a very enlightening show. And, you know, it brings reality home, you know, really brings reality home. And, 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 and there's always this, what's so good about it, what's so great about it, is that light at the end of that tunnel. Because now she's a very successful young woman and a great mom, you know. That's, right. that's, the, that's the outcome right there. That's the outcome. Of course. Right of course. Of course. So what I'll be doing, I'll be ending this show. La la, really, man. Ooh, my God, bro. We might get five stars. We might get some sponsorship on this damn TT5 tonight. Hell, hell. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I just want to thank you for enlightening our our our, our station, sharing your story to the world. Uh, within an hour, you can actually take this interview. I'm gonna email it to you. You can come back and take this interview and utilize it for yourself, and listen to it and send it out if you want. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I just want to thank you for calling in. Uh, trusting my factor and, and believing in my radio show, um, believing in teach5cl.com, Galaxy Talk Radio, to give us your story. Um, man, it was powerful. I didn't did interviews, but just to interview my own child, to hear something I never knew before, and it's like I think I know every damn thing, and I don't. I need to check myself and slow myself down. I think I have already, but it's just, mm-mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but like I said, it's Q25CL.com, guys, talk radio, it's constant politics, and I'm going to end the show. You have the last one. What is it that you want to tell boys out? Because you know it's boys. Did you see, I got another question. Have you seen any boy prostitutes out there? No, I haven't. I, yeah, well, no, not in the streets, but I, I, I um, 
I feel like I see them every day in the real world. <laughs> um, but, no, not in the streets. I've never seen a, a male part. So the only thing I would like to say is I, I will say that I think the way that the even though I'm 29, close to 30 now, it, times have changed so much. Like, when I was in it, all the girls that I met were all doing it for a reason. It was like coming from a broken home or, or they was um, adopted and they didn't have nothing. And, they, you know, beautiful girls, too. And that's the thing. People look at beauty and see beauty and think that people got it together. Like, a, your beauty is just your shell. But um, uh-huh. everyone was doing it because of, they 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 was lacking or they had some type of void and most of them was literally because of not having a father where this generation even though it's the same generation but this day and age like these girls actually want to be like a black china they want to be a, a a prostitute like that's cool you know they want to be strippers they want to go get it I get money how whatever I'm fearful for them and I I really want to say if they are listening or will ever hear this, like, it's not cool because you really damage your life. You can go out and get a lot of money and do a trick roll, for instance, on a trick, but now you have a, a charge on you that you cannot get rid of. So if you ever come up out of it, it's like you are going to forever have that on you. So um, I'm I'm fearful for these young girls that want to be, like, like, like I said, not no shots at Black China because I think she's dope, but I'm just saying, like, the, this new age, I think it's different because I get calls still from girls that's in those in the streets and it's like they are asking me like, hey, where's your old pimp at? Like, and it's like, what? Where, like I said, the girls that I did it with, some of them are still in the streets, some of them are dead, and some of them are actually like really doing time right now. But all of those girls, they was doing it because they didn't have a dad. And so, um, I, I don't know. I just pray for him. I hope that um, people figure out a different route to become successful and not using their bodies and they, in their beauty because it's, it's so much more powerful when you out here doing it and you get it. You can still get a man to take care of you, and if you find you the right man, he's going to want to take care of you. You don't have to even sleep with him for him to 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 be the king of the house or to marry you or to whatever because at the end of the day, I feel like that's all – these girls won't is some type of stability, but then I guess that's a different subject and a different topic because then I will go back to the father and having the lack of fathers that we have out here. But, no, I've never seen no male prostitution um, prostitutes. I've never met none. Oh, okay. I thought I'd actually put a show go off. Like I said, next week, um, you know, you can call in too, you know, and then we're going to uh, interview the other young lady. Like I said, this be part two next week. We're just gonna make it happen again. You know, she was uh, uh, you in human trafficking at fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was some cold piece though. She was. She said, like I think what you said. Um, she left and went back. Yeah. Went, she left. They came and escaped. They went and came and got her, rescued her, mm-hmm. and she went back. She went back. Yeah, I, I did that too. That you did. So what made you go back? Because, okay, it's different stages, okay? It's different stages. First of all, let me explain what the golden handcuffs is real short. The golden handcuffs is you're cuffed to something that you don't want to be cuffed to, but it's golden. It's like your nightlife you don't like. You don't like sleeping with people. You don't like the whole um 
the trick life, but the golden part of the handcuffs is your day life. You have stability. You go into the Gucci stores, you're driving um, like I had a Porsche, you're driving beautiful cars, you're living great. So it's like you're cuffed to something that's golden. So what happens is is when you get uncuffed, you lose the golden. So, you know, I left I left him. I actually lied to him. I told him that I was pregnant by him. And I knew that I felt like that was the only way he would let me leave. So I told him that I was pregnant by him, which was not true. Um, I lied and I told him that I was pregnant with twins, which was not true. And at that point, I was um, a liability because if any of the other girls would have found out that that man had impregnated me, that would have been an issue. He would have lost everybody because that's like a slap in the face to all hoes. Like, seriously, like, that means you're favoring him. And I was his bottom black girl. He had a bottom white girl and a bottom black girl. I was his top, um, oh, I hate that. So nasty to say, but I was his top seller as a black girl. Then he had a white girl and we was his bottoms. You know, I was his first black girl and I had been down the longest. So all the other girls that was, that came into our family already felt, um, threatened by us because we was considered like, we was bottom B-I-T-C-H's. So, with that being said, when I left him, that's why he allowed me to leave because he we run a tight ship and it's no GFE in the streets, meaning no girlfriend experience. So, on, and when I'm um, out and I will be working, anything that you would do with your girlfriend, you couldn't do with me. So, the girls would have never believed that I got pregnant by a trick because it's, a, it's safe. I had have had safer sex in the streets than I have had since I've been out of the streets. That's just how. Wow. Like, people always think that you're a prostitute and you nasty. No, it's nasty when you out here just doing what you're doing. But in the streets, no girlfriend experience. I mean, no sucking, no breasts, no kissing, no nothing. I don't know why tricks even pay females in the streets because you're not getting nothing, really. It's just a fantasy that you're selling. But um, don't laugh, crazy. But... um, But, um, I'm, just, I'm just like I'm just amazed. You know what I'm saying? I'm amazed. You know I I lit off a bigger roar, and I thought I knew about pimping. You know what I'm saying? I'm just serious. I was born and raised around this stuff all my life. I was born on where all the prostitutes was praised, and I've seen the pimping. You know, my stepfather was, but to really hear your your oh my god, this is amazing. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm just sitting here. And I'm oh, so amazed on just hearing how this the story is so clearly. It's like wow. You're being educated, my brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I told you, I'm the student tonight. I, I told you before the show. I'm the student. I feel like I need to take some notes. You silly. But that's I did leave. He did let me leave. I told him I was pregnant. He knew that that would uh, ruin. I knew that that would scare him really because he couldn't afford for no one to know that I was pregnant because, again, they would have known that I was pregnant by him. So he let me leave. I left. That's when I came to L.A. Um, I got a job at Red Lobster, but I was missing the, the, the golden part of them cuffs. It was like I wanted to be free. But God, it, honestly what it was is God, I didn't learn my lesson yet. Like I feel like God will continue to allow you to go through the same things over and over until you get it. And at that moment, I still didn't get it. I knew I was getting to the point where he messed up at. Also, I want to say this is that I've always went to church. I used to go to Bible study every night on Wednesday. I couldn't go Sunday because I couldn't get up. But I will go to Bible study every Wednesday, and that's due to my mom. My mom always kept the 
to church no matter what. He would let me go to church every Wednesday, and I would leave church, and I would go to the streets. So what happened was I just think God, it was just like a working type of, I don't know. It, I don't know. I just still had, like, God in me, seriously. And um, I left him. I thought I was done. But I missed everything. I came to L.A. I didn't have a car, so I was driving my aunt's um, Ford Focus around. It was just, like, not the life that I I was used to no more. And one day he, he let me stay gone for a little bit. I told him that I had lost the babies. <laughs> and he called me one day and asked me, was I ready to come home? And I told him yes, and I continued to work in the street for a year later. And one day I went out, and um, this guy tried to rape me. And I was so, like, emotionally, I was just done. It was like my soul had taken all that it could really take of it. And I pulled up into my church parking lot. It was, like, literally 5 in the morning. And um, that was my first time ever having a godly experience. Like, I remember I prayed until I honestly was, like, slobbing at the mouth. Like, I couldn't pray no more. And literally the next day, um, my the counselor at my church called me and told me to come see her and she I walked in and she was just like are you ready cuz she knew I I was always open about what I was going through I told her but she told me she would not help me until I was ready to leave because when you go to these safe haven houses, you put everybody in jeopardy when you leave and then you go back. So you got to real nobody's going to help you until you're ready to help yourself for real. And um she told me, "Was I ready?" and I told her, "Yeah." And I was in the middle of washing clothes. I went home. I put everything that was in a dryer in a sheet. I put it in the back of the seat. Um, I grabbed my cell phone. I called one of my friends to ask me if they would meet me at a CVS, and I pulled in a parking lot. I put my took my clothes out, the sheet out, and I put the um, cell phone in. I called him on the cell phone, and I told him I was leaving. I put the phone in a car. I put the key. I told him where his car was at, and I took my sheet, and I left, and I never went back. And I've never had that taste in my mouth, period. So I just think that the reason why I left is because I, my mind was getting to the point where it's like, I want to be normal again. I just really wanted to be normal, but I wasn't ready to give up the golden part of it until God said, all right, that's enough. So that's why I left. But most people do suffer from the golden handcuffs. Like that's a real term in the streets because it's, it's really true. You're handcuffed to something you don't want, but it's glittering gold around it, and you will stay until you get tired and you're ready to give up that gold because that gold is it's a wonderful life. It's just. It's horrible. Wow. Now, that's double standard. And, you know, um, you called it something earlier. You said a word earlier. Um, I can't remember the word. Huh? Damage to my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said your soul got tired. So can you just explain that part, and we're going to end the show. What do you mean that your soul got tired? I mean, that's some deep, that's a deep that's deep. So I want you to tell the world, what do you mean by all that you was doing? Finally, after all these years of what you've been through, your soul got tired. Um, I've always been in touch with myself. Um, deep down inside, I've always wanted to... Um, I've always wanted to love myself. I didn't know how to love myself, but I knew that it was somewhere in there. And what I mean by my soul got tired is... Um, sex is a spiritual 
type of thing. Every time a man, when a woman has sex with a man, every time you open up your legs, that man's entering you. And, um, you know, your soul just get worn out. When people say, like, they're tired of being tired, it's like my soul was just beat up. It was like I, I, I couldn't recognize. My street name was Mia, and um, people would call me, like, Hey Mia, I'm gonna be in Vegas. Um, you know, I have a trial. I'm a. They was always lawyers or something. You know, I'm gonna be performing the surgery. I'm gonna be there. And even though he knew my name, when I see him, I wouldn't even know who he was. Um, even though obviously he knew me and felt comfortable because he had my number and he knew because I had two different street names. So you would have a, I would have a name for people that I only was like five, six hundred, and I have a name for people that was like a thousand or more. So I, if you called me, what, by what name you called me, I know how much money you had. And it got to the point where it was like, oh, uh, when you feel empty inside, it's not, It's I don't care how much money I was making. I don't care what I was striving. I don't care how much of a friend I was able to put on to other, you know, holes. It was like, it didn't matter that they see me driving whatever I didn't care no more. It's just like I wanted to be normal. I wanted to be able to have feelings. Um, You become so numb to men and sex and playing a role. It's like I had to learn how to actually, sorry, I know you don't want to hear this, but I had to learn how to have sex and have feelings. You know, it's like you learn how to adapt to not caring. I didn't care if I, I, like I said, I've been in jail so many times. I didn't care about going to jail. I would tell the police, like, hold on, can you let me switch off into my uh, flip-flops real quick? And they'll let me go to my car and change my sandals before I go to jail. I had my sw- I had my jail outfit, you know. It's like to be that numb to um, that type of life, your soul really, really get weak. And um, I didn't like the fact that I didn't hear God's voice no more because I, ha- I started getting to the point where I didn't have a conscience, and that's scary for me. I can do wrong, but I still need to feel like, oh, this is not right. And when you get to the point where you don't have a conscience about nothing, that's dangerous <laughs> for me, it is. That's a very uncomfortable feeling, and I didn't have a conscience no more. My soul was just empty. It was like I was not alive. I was just on the on the outside, I looked great, but I wasn't alive. My my spirit was dead, and um, I didn't like that. And it was like I would rather have nothing and have feelings and have a conscience than to have everything and don't have nothing inside or no type of conscience. Now, that's what I mean when I say my soul was just tarnished. It was damaged. Wow. You know what? We're going to end it like there, y'all. We're going to leave you, leave you like stuck like me. Like I said, it's time to politics. Thank you so much, Rosalind. Thank you so much. Um, man. Whew. Okay. Like I said, it's time to politics. We're going to end the show. Rosalind, we want to talk about our other shows this week, and I'm going to go ahead and cut it short, talk, you know, if you'd like to. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, we have tomorrow, we have uh, uh, Barbara McGee and Rodney Best with uh, Straight Talk from the Higher Brush on the penthouse. And, of course, my show is on Wednesday. Um, we're going to have an open forum this this Wednesday on my show, and then at the Roswell's Corner. And then, of course, on Thursday, we have the Soul Vibrations with Dr. Nanana Kwaku and Corey Jeffries. And then on Saturday, of course, we have United We Stand with the Chief in the House, bringing it across the big lake with our brothers and sisters from Africa. So we got some great shows coming up. 
All right, all right. Just thank you very much. Uh, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics. I want to thank everyone for staying up, staying in, listening in, and learning something new. Thank you, Lala, for calling in, telling us your story. Yes, Lala, hey, great. Man, Oof, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're going to end it You know I ended with the 543210 And I ended but I'm going to end it The same way but I'm going to just start doing it now 54321 Good night With Lucky Landslots You can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved We are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.